welcome back to series two of the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short 10-minute podcast. So, join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, who is editor for My Grapevine, a new personalised content hub which we'll be launching soon. So welcome back, Jade. Great to have you on the podcast again. How are you doing? Yeah, good, so how are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. I'm actually really glad I've got you on the podcast this week um, because we are doing a story that actually you wrote earlier in the week, which is um, kind of centred about a working mum who asked her her colleagues to stop judging her for leaving the office on time. Right, yeah. Um, So she wrote on the website, Love What Matters, please stop judging me for leaving the office at exactly 5pm, but my kids are waiting to be picked up from the sitter. I know I'm missing this meeting, but my kid's preschool graduation is more important. I know I was late today, but I can't drop off at the babysitter until 7.45am. The individual went on to explain that being a full-time working mum with young kids really isn't an easy task and thanked those co-workers who had picked up some of her slack um, so that she was able to resolve maybe like last-minute child-related emergencies. And actually, if we look at the stats, Office for National Statistics released some research showing that the number of working mums is on the rise and has actually surged by more than 1.2 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, over the last few decades, which I think is really um, an indication that this is likely to be a problem experienced by a lot of other working mothers and something that they can also relate to. Um, But I think if we even just cast our mind back to other examples that we've seen, just last year there was an MP called Stella Creasy um, who said that she was forced, or she felt forced, sorry, to choose Mm. between her career and her family. Um, And this is something, this is a choice that she never thought she'd be faced with. I suppose not many people would, would they? No, exactly. Um, But I think if we just go back to the first story, Jade, do you think that workers should be frowned upon for leaving the office on time? Yeah, personally, I'd say... I definitely don't think they should be at all. However, there is this culture developing that means a lot of workers need to be seen as they're always switched on and need to be embedded in work 24-7, which, of course, is impossible due to our personal lives outside of work, you know, the commitments we have with families, friends, that sort of thing. In addition, I believe there's there's also this attitude around leaving work on time, so leaving on the dot every day. I feel like everyone's watching you. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. It kind of looks like it's frowned upon a little bit. Um, And I know... In my previous work, I've I've been at a job like that where it was a bit like that. You know, people looked at you if you left at five o'clock, you know, shouldn't be doing that sort of thing. Yeah, when you're actually just completing your contracted hours. Exactly, yeah. And I just kind of asked, you know, surely if the work is done within those contracted hours, there shouldn't really be an issue if you're leaving on time. And obviously this relates to the term presenteeism, which we've covered quite a lot on HR Grapevine before. And obviously that's where employees are rewarded or measured on how much time they spend in the workplace. Yeah. And I thought I'd, I'd delve into a little bit of research before today. Um, and a study released by CIPD last year found that presenteeism has more than tripled since 2010. And then also the ONS found that employees now work 30 minutes more every week compared to 10 years ago. So those are really like high figures in yeah, comparison. Yeah, that's probably to, likely to increase as well definitely. as we go on. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, Before the podcast took place, I had the opportunity to speak with Stuart Snape, who is a managing partner at Graham Coffee and Co-Sizzitors. And he revealed to me that the tides are slowly changing in a way. So he said to me, 
There are many employers out there who have gradually woken up to the struggles of employees and their busy lives. Trying to juggle travelling and in many cases a family, the uncertainty of working hours can often lead to employees leaving, performing poorly and in some cases becoming ill. So, you know, taking what he said, perhaps we will start to soon see presenteeism decline um, as more employers start to recognise and understand that employees cannot be tied to the desks 24-7. I think it's really interesting you say that, actually, and I think it brings us on nicely to the next argument. Mm. So while some colleagues may frown upon those who do leave bang on the dot at 5pm each day for showing a supposed lack of commitment to their role... um, and other things kind of associated with productivity. Yeah. Um, do you think that employers, or can employers actually, force employees to work overtime? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, because I think while this always-on culture seems to be embedded into employees' working habits today, I was actually interested to find out whether employers can, you know, obviously force their staff to to put in those extra hours during the day, even when they're not being paid for it. So, for example... Um, a recent government commission survey by Taylor Review found that one in ten employees worked overtime, and of those, only half of them were paid more than ten percent their e- extra normal wage. So it's quite low. Yeah, um, and unethical as well. That's definitely. Another, that's another spin to that. But I think a good point to make is obviously it does boil down to what is written in the employee's contract. Yeah. And I spoke to an employment partner about this today, James Tate, employment partner at Brown Jacobson told me if overtime is part of the job then it would normally have to be undertaken subject to the maximum 48 hour week and any opt out that they have been signed even if there is nothing in the contract about overtime employees are expected to exercise a reasonable amount of flexibility to get the job done so i think it's really important to note that you know employees should thoroughly read their employment contracts and query anything they think could be deemed unfair but of course it it does also come down to the manager if if they're fair they're likely to try and manage workloads efficiently and communicate with their staff beforehand to discuss any extra hours that are needed from their staff, just just so it is fair and everyone feels like they're working the, the right amount of hours. Yeah, and actually, just to add an additional legal dimension to the story, because I know we've, we've between us, spoken yeah. to a number of different lawyers, um, I reached out to someone and was advised by Claire Brooke, who is an employment law partner at Aaron mm. Partners, who said that overtime can actually be compulsory in some sectors. So ultimately, she advised employers to make their expectations crystal clear from the outset mm. to prevent any disputes from arising surrounding kind of pay um, and also right. travel arrangements outside of the normal working day. Yeah. And um, she advised that these should be communicated within the hiring stage right. of the recruitment process, but also built into policy as well yeah. um, so that em- any employees unsure or querying it can just refer to their employee yeah. handbook. And then they're fully aware. Absolutely. And, and I think actually this was an interesting point which was highlighted uh, by one of our readers mm. who, when reading the story, questioned why people were made to feel guilty for leaving work after they have completed their contracted hours and have just decided to go home on time. Mm. Um, he said, most people don't get paid to stay late. The expectation to work, work, work is wrong. All it does is encourage 24-7 culture and invite burnout. It's about time that the UK stopped the stupid expectation and moved towards a more flexible approach. As long as the work is done, then it doesn't matter when it's done. And I think actually that links nicely to the point you were saying earlier about these mm. always-on cultures. And it, you know, it really can invite burnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that that statement actually, because you know, as I mentioned earlier, as long as the work gets done, why does it matter if an employee stays behind an extra half hour each day just to show they're present? 
I think this can really lead to, or actually go down a slippery slope in a way, because employees may start to compete with one another, um, just to look like they're committed, for example, which can, of course, lead to exhaustion and burnout, as mentioned in that that person's um, comment. So to me, I think the onus really falls on the employer here to ensure the idea of presenteeism isn't the most important thing and that supporting a healthy work-life balance is far more important for the welfare of each of their employees. And the yeah, workforce. absolutely. And if a you know a healthy work-life balance is maintained, then yeah. employees are far more likely to be happy um, to be engaged, to yeah, be productive. Exactly. But you've also got the the additional business benefits of, um, you know, better commercial success, yeah, um, high higher retention and lower kind of attrition rates yeah. within the workforce. But I think um, just to wrap up, really, employees, um, as both Jade and the lawyers mm. have um, outlined, are only obligated to do what their contract states. Yeah. So if overtime is um, a part of the job then this should be um communicated before the candidate yeah. even gets hired um and i think actually a solution to all of this could be flexible working um mm. as the the mum in this in the story that we ran um was kind of alluding to so if employees are allowed to work more flexibly and adhere to a work schedule that takes all of their personal commitments into account such as childcare, um then it could actually stop this um dominant office politics surrounding what time people are leaving and you know kind of the the thought that leaving on time isn't or shouldn't be, upon, accept- yeah, yeah. shouldn't be acceptable unfortunately that's all we've got time for today hr grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content whether that's for our daily newsletters monthly magazines webinars live events or market leading research papers so to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter which also showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your hr issues please visit www.hrgrapevine.com.